dreams and custard creams Nice warm tea, we can feel stress-free Soft voices and a lot of laughs It's the Monday Podcast Hey there, my name's Chris and uh, this is the podcast The Mundane with Chris and Dave And I'm the Chris and uh, this is my good friend Dave Hello everybody and uh, basically, Dave lives far away from me, so every week I'm we're going to talk about something small, mundane, things that we may not necessarily think about in the everyday world, but are definitely always there. The mundane, the small, because it's the little things, isn't it, really? Especially in today's modern times that really, hopefully, get us by. Would you agree with that, Dave? I, I absolutely agree. It's, it's the things that are overlooked, you know, and they're sometimes the best things in life. And we want to talk about those things. <laughs> we do. Dave is a very dear friend in my life and I just like to talk to him about stuff. And I thought this is quite a good jumping off point to kind of help him relax and put us through all this stuff. Anyway. Hell yeah. Today's subject is paperclips. Excellent. A paperclip is a perfect example of something mundane, small and little. The thing is, is that we can all right now close your eyes and imagine what a paperclip looks like. And we probably all have a similar idea. In fact, one of my favorite things that you used to say, Dave, is imagine a clip art. Of, yes. Imagine a clip art of a paperclip, and we all know what it is. And so the paperclip, how old would you say the paperclip is, Dave? Um. Oh, I bet it's quite old. Um. But I bet it's not crazy old. Well... <laughs> I bet there's there's variations to this question because I are you talking about the paperclip as we know it the current incarnation of the paperclip how old that is that is very well done so I was hoping to kind of yeah catch you off a bit ah uh, I'm I'm fast today you are fast today but actually the paperclip that we know today is um, commonly referred to as the gem paperclip um, which was the company that put out the original patent. Ah, or, okay. you know, so, so we know, but according to the trademark and the announcement of the trademark, it said used. So the trademark was set, I think in like 1904, but the um, original trademark said used since March 1st, 1892. Oh, so yeah, okay, that's yeah. 1892. So, and actually from what I have on record here as the first paper clips, were around 1870. So really, even the paperclip we know today, that only came like 20 something years after the original paperclip. What about the, like, were the ones in 1870 very different then? Were they more like those, you know, those chunky, they're like a giant paperclip, but they don't look like a paperclip. They've got, they're like, usually rectangular but tapered at the point of it where you'd put clip the paper and it's like you know designed for i guess clipping more bits of paper than a paper clip and you could hang them up or whatever too maybe it's got a hole through it you know the things i mean they you know they're usually made of plastic and they're and they're flat and like one bit of it lifts up enough that you can you know fit your bits of paper under it is that a paper clip or is that a paper tidy or something different Oh, I don't know. I feel like we, we should have gone this. This isn't a very well-researched show, and I feel like that needs to be put out there right now. Yeah, we, but, don't, um, we pretty much just got what, Wikipedia. 
Yeah, well, no, we got we got numerous articles. Well, so, yeah, so, we, we, so, we, do, we do mix it up, yeah. So, in fact, yeah, I should mention today that today's articles that I'm referencing is officemuseum.com, um, thoughtco.com, and a Slate article, all literally about paperclips. So, we're just talking about this. So, um, one of the things I like about this one, especially one of the things I like about this article on officemuseum.com is that the opening... Um, paragraph is what counts as a paperclip so um mm. i'm just going to read this here okay so for purposes and discussion and the timeline presented here a paperclip is a flat or nearly flat piece of metal that slides over the edge of a set of papers papers and holds the papers together without being bent or pinched by the user and without piercing the papers now if you were to discuss describe that to someone who had never seen a paperclip before they wouldn't imagine what we know a paperclip as would they absolutely a, a flat or nearly flat piece of metal that slides over the edge of papers that holds it together without being bent try yeah. imagining that yeah exactly that's yeah funnily enough that was exactly what i was thinking yeah obviously the thing that fascinates me about paperclips when you think about it compared to a stapler like a paperclip it's like it's temporary it's non-committal. Once you once you staple something, that's it. They're bound for it's like a marriage. Yeah, it, it, it is. In fact, it's very much like a marriage or like a relationship where, like, if you're gonna take that, you can take out a staple, but it's gonna leave a mark. Divorce. Divorce. Exactly. That's the mark. That's the mark. So that's the thing I keep thinking about is that taking out a staple leaves a mark, leaves a hole. But then you know, a paperclip in this. I suppose in this metaphor is more of a one night stand maybe, or like a friends with benefits situation. It depends how it's... long it's holding the paper together though. Like if exactly. it's for a long time, I'd say it's more like a, in a relationship on Facebook or something like that. <laughs> but like the thing is, is that I suppose it could be that, but then exactly the same thing. If you have a paperclip that's been in the paper for a long time and it's particularly tight, it leaves an indentation. And then a, unless... a long relationship would, I think, as well. Exactly. It would leave yeah, an yeah. indentation, but wouldn't necessarily, you know, because I've been in relationships that I've never been married, but I've been in relationships that have definitely left a few scars, have definitely left a couple of staple holes. Yeah. That you kind of have to have a f fold the paper over or put the paper clip directly over if it's in the corner to kind of cover up. Yeah. Well, uh, if you, you can do that with your life, you know, just sort of fold uh, fold it over cover it with a with a paper clip even uh re-scan it and print it new oh a re-scan and print it yeah so in this is that cloning yourself do you think is that, i suppose uh, it is really yeah 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 if you can if you can build yourself and it maybe that's when you go to the gym after the relationship like you're like no that's, i'm gonna become a new person yeah i'm gonna print out a new body out myself. I'm, gonna print, <laughs> I'm gonna print out a new body exactly so um one of the kind of uh, things that paperclips are obviously normally talked about is how simple their design is. Because once again, while there had been a couple of other paperclip designs before, the gem paperclip, which is once again the the Microsoft clip art image of a paperclip that we all know and love today, those ones have pretty much never changed. Like they've been around, what, over a, a hundred and... 38 years and yeah really all it probably has 20. changed is someone sorry yeah uh... sorry 128 years i want to make sure i get the years right yes 128 yeah. years because there'll be people that will do the maths and be like no that's wrong 
128 yeah. years. So it's probably wrong anyway. That is true. <laughs> who knows? Who knows about OfficeMuseum.com? Office Museum. To be Actually, honest, that does sound like a good source. It does sound like not only a good source, but it does sound like something that we definitely have to do a few of. I feel like Office Museum may be a good place for some other episodes. I I am with you absolutely. I was actually thinking that just as you were saying it. So there's lots of other kinds of paper clips uh, before we go back into the history of the normal paper clip. All are very kind of interesting names, and in fact, on the Wikipedia on the history. It says, according to the early office museum, the first patent for a bent child was awarded <laughs> in 1867. Is that what they called them back then? I, I don't know, because here's the thing, right? It said bent child, and I went, okay. And I Googled it, and you'll never guess what came up. <laughs> a paperclip? No, just just children bent in different shapes. <laughs> so of like, course of course not, really not violently you know just naturally just like bending like you know bending across or whatever the first patent yeah was for a bent child and when you google it you just get like yeah just children you know bent over in different positions not in it this sounds gross it's not gross it not in any gross. kind of in very innocent in very innocent fashions um just like yeah just like oh look at this child sleeping this doesn't make it sound better like they're playing Twister or something. Like they're playing Twister. Thank you, Dave. Or like doing, playing... uh, is it aerobics? Yeah, they could be doing aerobics or yoga. gymnastics, yoga. Yeah, they're doing Pilates. That's what... There's many legitimate ways that you can bend Legi- children over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I literally, I don't know where the term bent child has come from. Because I t- even typed in bent child paperclip on my work computer and I did get a bit worried and literally it was all once again children doing yoga and in fact the only thing that came up that could possibly even resemble something like a bent child is um it was actually um a pair of scissors to get out kidney stones right yeah that's still quite far removed from a paperclip oh wait is it a clip for kidney stones clip for the kidney leg bent along the radius of a child the radius I, of a child. I don't really want to click on that link. But either way... It, what is um, the radius of a child? <laughs> that sounds like a personal question. That does um, really. You know, I'm sure pie's involved, though. Yeah, I would have thought so. Pie's involved with all the radii. Yeah, so it's really interesting. So one of my favourite um, stories about paper clips. So there was a Norwegian called Johan Valer. Um, who originally was identified as the inventor of the paperclip. But actually, his design, imagine a paperclip without the extra loop in the middle. So almost like a like a, a game of snake that's ended too early. Okay, yeah, yeah. So imagine a loop, but it doesn't have that extra loop. So imagine just a square, but then one side of it's got two of the pins yeah. kind of next to each other, okay? So it's just a square thing. And um, that was what he called the paperclip. And back in 1901, that was when he put the patent out. He's Norwegian, but there was no Norwegian patent office. So he just um, granted the patent in Germany and the United States. It, because it didn't have that extra turn, just that little extra bend of wire, it wasn't actually as effective because obviously it was only as good as the tension of those um, bits of wire. And because like, you know, this is before, obviously, this is like what, 18, um, 1901. So this is before people were Googling stuff. 
yeah. um, before people were going out and doing stuff like that. So um, it got put in loads of encyclopedias as that, oh, this is where the paperclip came from. And it was actually wrong. And the irony is, as I said before, it was first painted by the gem company, the gem paperclip company. So it meant that like erroneously, this guy got set like for years and years in numerous books. So people, you know, think that Wikipedia is unreliable. Think about this, is that numerous dictionaries and encyclopedias talked about this guy inventing the paperclip, but it wasn't actually the same paperclip. Damn. And then it got to a point that when um, years later, years and years and years, years later, when they made a statue in memory of Johann Waller, they used the gem paperclip as a statue when in reality it was the wrong design. Oh, that's, that's sad. And yeah, exactly. And also like, apparently there was a stamp put out, which once again depicted the paperclip that he had not invented. It got associated with him. So it be became known as like, as a Norwegian invention. And um, during World War II, across Norway, um, during the Nazi occupation, Norwegians were prohibited from wearing any buttons with any likeness or initials of their king or any reference to their country. So what they started to do was wear paper clips as signs of protest because they, you know, they were on the understanding at the time that paper clips were Norwegian. So they weren't allowed to wear stuff to reference Nor Norway because the Nazis were like, no, it, we, you know, it's us now. Think about us, only us, never your country, blah. Um, but everyone started wearing paper clips as slight little protests. Ah, because I think some people do that in the modern day instead of wearing a poppy or something like that, maybe. Maybe. I suppose it, because it depends on the context of it, because one of the um, mainstays of fascism is obviously information control, telling people what they can and can't do. And I just really like the idea. It's a bit like, um, you know, with the Christians and the fish symbol. Um, yeah. Is... Um, that it's this really simple little kind of cheeky protest, just going, no, I still believe this um, for a long time. And I just really like the idea that once again, this small little object that we probably have hundreds of, I know I do, I have a box of paper clips and I definitely bought them while I was at uni. So that's over 10 years ago. <laughs> I, have, I have so many paper clips. I definitely uh, got some paper clips in a Christmas stocking one year. Oh, really? I've probably still got them. Yeah, yeah. It's a typical stocking filler, isn't it? They put useful bits in there, you know, paper clips, safety pins, which are actually, funnily enough, um, if you told me to imagine a paper clip when I was like, I don't know, younger, I can't remember when I started to get my head around it. I used to get them and safety pins muddled up. So I, uh, I would have I imagined a safety pin more than likely rather than a paper clip. But they are quite similar in a way, you know. They're the metal wire thing and oval kind of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They definitely have a similar kind of. Uh, what's the right word? Um, silhouette. Yeah. The silhouette between them is quite similar, so I can I can see the you other can thing easily is though, mistake a paperclip for a safety pin in a dark alleyway. Yeah. In a dark alleyway, mm. you're walking down the dark alleyway, and on the floor. You know, you just fight. You go, oh, I need something to hold my paper together. Oh, great. And you pick it up. Ah, oh. Oh, it's a pin. Oh, well, I just have to pin my paper together. And that's more like a cross between a paper clip and a staple. It's like a forced marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's a forced marriage. Yeah. That's, that's what a forced marriage. Mate. 
no yeah i'll go with that but like that's the thing though isn't it is that i would rather get stabbed with a paper clip than with a a safety pin because obviously the end of a safety pin is really sharp Mm. yes although if the paper clip is traveling much faster it if it you know if it then pierces your skin it's going to be worse than the safety pin that's true but i suppose that could be said about anything yeah if you'd rather get stabbed by a knife or a spoon yeah eventually the velocity the velocity and also like a spoon will eventually break skin and when it does it will be a lot worse than a knife yes can you imagine being the guy that got stabbed up by a spoon by a spoon the spoon murderer goes it takes a lot of patience you know i really care about my job but you know just gotta Anyway, so on, funnily enough, on that subject, I want to read you one of the original advertisements for the Gem Paperclip. So this is from 18, okay. ni- 1894. And the opening line at the top in this beautiful old, en- not old English, in this beautiful old fashioned way that I wish more advertisements were like now in big bold letters. Don't mutilate your papers with <laughs> pins or fasteners, as we said, but use the Gem Paperclip. Only satisfactory device for temporary attachment of all kinds of papers, quickly applied and removed, 25 cents a box. It's one of those things where like, and it has a picture of what's a, of the clip art paper clip. But the problem is, is that you look at that and you go, I could make one of them. Well, yeah. You had that, a bit of wire. You, you'd probably imagine that, you know, bookkeepers and things back in the day before the invention of paper clips had their own system of, keeping sheets of paper together organized yeah well there was a folded piece of paper around them or that's probably the the classic way but someone people probably around the world probably devised their own paper clips without even announcing it to the world oh there were so i won't be able you won't be able to imagine a lot of these but there was like stuff like the niagara paper clip which came out around the same time um which was patented in 1897 and it kind of looks like the hymn symbol, as in the band hymn. Oh, the heartogram. The heartogram. It kind of looks like a heartogram. So if you imagine, so it, yeah, very much, almost like a heartogram. And there was one that was like the schooly paper fastener, which was like a triangle. Um, all of these like really interested, interesting little kinds of funny shapes. I just, I just remembered. Uh, do you remember the ones that are these like? paper clips for kids because paper clips could somehow be dangerous and they used to give us a hole punch and one of those bits of string with two bits of metal on the end the, no um they're not pa- what are they called oh no this is gonna be a bad podcast if i can't remember that um paper tag i don't know no treasury tags treasury tags See, stationery, man, there's a lot of stationery. There's a lot of stationery in it. But the thing is with treasury tags, though, I don't know if you've ever had this, especially the smaller treasury tags, um, the metal that, like, so for those, if you don't remember, the treasury tags are like a little strippy piece of metal and then a little bit of string and then another strippy piece of metal on the other side. And to this day, I don't really know the proper way to fasten it to a looped hole. To keep our metaphor going, I suppose that's more like an open marriage, isn't it? I suppose it kind of is, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like, like you, you keep, you've got a, like a hole, but you already know there's a hole. It's a very, you know, you want the hole to be there. 
this sounds disgusting now you want the hole to be there but then like you can just put different treasury tags through of different thicknesses but um yeah so a treasury tag but the little metal bits that wrap around it i've i've cut my finger on them numerous times they are because sharp, like aren't they? the metal kind of unfastens a bit and it it's like a it's literally like a little knife not a little spoon a little knife that just and like as a teacher when i used to teach i you i honestly i taught i had a time whereas i was working with some of them um funnily enough because i don't think i had a stapler enough for all the kids because kids just like banging staplers um and breaking them so it just got easier to do hole punch because they can bang a hole punch they shouldn't but you know hole punches are a bit hardier they are a bit more resilient aren't they a bit more resilient to the hits of a child so maybe that's it maybe that's what the why it's a kid's version of these but anyway you put them through and I, i i've had numerous times where we were making like books and we'd all do that and i would just like look i just put my hand down and be like there is blood everywhere why is there blood everywhere what's happened and then i've looked and i've just literally got like a gash in my finger that is just like opened up because of these little bits of paper dangerous really little bits of paper little fasteners yeah no should it's, have used it's a paper clip should have gone with but a paper clip yeah with if you were to throw your paper clipped sheets across the room there's a quite a likelihood that they would come apart from each other that the paperclip would fail as its job at yeah, that point that's true a treasury tag it... however would hold that stuff together <laughs> a treasury tag would definitely hold it together and the other thing i've discovered is that paperclip is in fact two words some people put it as one word i have put it as one word before yeah i always thought it was one word no but apparently not so we have the gem paperclip and then we have uh spring clasps the eureka clip the Niagara paperclip, the Simplex clip, the Coal paperclip, the Perfection paper fastener. Oh, they've made it sound technical there. Yeah, that was good. I like that. The Schoolie paper fastener, the Columbia paperclip, the Clipper paperclip, the Daisy paperclip. And all of those ones so far, they came out between 1897 and 1899. So there was a boom for two years wow all yeah, these different clearly. kinds of paper clips when did they start making them colorful so funny you say that there's the little the only pictures that i have according to the office museum that had any kind of colored ones was the little gem paper clip and they were like more triangular but they were yellow but it could just be the image oh, there right. was also one called the wing paper clip which pretty much looks like a uterus it right. just looks like in fact it looks like a child drawing of a penis if you imagine a child drawing of a penis when they draw the balls yeah, yeah, as big I... and round, like that's what a uh, wing paperclip looks like. So, but all of these paperclips have come, they've gone. Um, one of my favorite little additions was the improved gem paperclip, which was patented in 1903. And that was the one where, you know, the middle loop. They added the middle loop. No, no, they had, no, no they were, the original gem were... paperclip already had them, but. Yeah. okay sorry yeah yeah but the the middle loop was raised slightly so it was easier to open oh okay yeah 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 so that's that thing of like how do you make something that is pretty much perfect more perfect because <laughs> it is pretty much perfect and it's, it is isn't it? the design just hasn't changed it's one of those designs that hasn't needed to change so why would it it's perfect. And then Jem had all of these different kinds of paper clips, um, including um, the, 
where is it? Um, the Marcel gem paperclip, which has like little like indentations on it, Ooh. which was actually based on the Colette paperclip, which was the first one that had stuff like that. It had little serenations and little, little, little like, you know, those little like ridges across the middle to kind of hold the paper a bit more together. Rip the paper a bit better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then they had the non-skid paperclip. Non-skid. Yeah. So Sounds it had... like they're going a bit over the top now, maybe. Yeah. So in fact, let me um, read a bit of the advert on this one. Equipped with incisions and serrations to give perfect gripping power. Easy to apply or withdraw. You know, once again... Sounds like a that... paperclip. <laughs> you talk about when you imagine a paperclip, you imagine the clip art paperclip. Well, what about the Microsoft paperclip, you know? It's, it's, it had to come up, didn't it? Really? I, it did. And funnily enough, I was waiting for him to come up. So Clippy. Up. Here he is. Yeah, Clippy. The office assistant was his name. Um, um, right. And he was helpful at times. He was he helpful. When he wasn't annoying. When he wasn't annoying because he just kept appearing. And funnily enough, it comes from, I was listening to um, a video game developer talk about this the other day. Talking about the problem is with tutorials is that nobody ever wants a tutorial. They just want to do it. So you need to give people something and that they don't want until they need it, but give it to them. So yeah. with with Clippy, you know, people will be like, oh, why is he telling me how to write a letter? And then it gets to a point where, oh, how do I type a letter? If only there was a Clippy. way I could do it. Yeah. Clippy. So funnily, everyone called him Clippy, but his actual name was Clippit. Clippit. Yeah. They should have actually named him Clippy. Couldn't so, you change him to something else? Was, was, were there other bits of stationery or something or different characters? Yeah, you could. So there were so that so the Microsoft Office assistant had numerous um, assistants, including the dot, which was a shape shifting smiley faced red ball, the hoverbot, the genius, which was Einstein, um, the office logo, which was a jigsaw puzzle, Mother Nature, which was a globe, Scribble, which was an origami esque cat. Power Pup, which was a superhero dog, and Will, which was basically William Shakespeare. And to be honest, who else would you rather have help you write a good letter than William Shakespeare? He's going to be the one, really, isn't he? I'd have him write it for me. I'd give him the, the gist. And I'd be like, put this into iambic pentameter for me, please, Will. And, and he'd be like, oh, yes, let's do it. And... Yeah, so there was a wizard as well. Did I say the wizard? I don't think you did, no. I think I remember, I remember being a wizard. scrolling through the options and invariably coming back to Clippy. It just oh, there was. Right. There's even more. Oh, my goodness. So on this page, there's even more. So there was a butler, a flying car driver, apparently, a genie, a dolphin, a Macintosh Puss computer, for if you had it on a Mac, if you had Office installed on a Mac, Merlin, which was the wizard, a green parrot, a robot, a robot dog and the monkey king. The monkey king. Yeah, which was apparently based it was based on yeah, Journey to the West. So the paperclip once again, and if you remember the thing about Clippy, is that he only had one hand. He did. He waved with like his little little edge, didn't he? Well, he only showed us one hand. That's Wait, true. What was the other hand doing the whole time? Gotta wonder. <laughs> It was inside of himself, really, I suppose. Yeah, it could have been up his 
clippy bum. <laughs> exactly. You don't know. You know what the clippy's doing. Did you did you ever use Clippy? Did Clippy ever help you? I think he actually it? probably did from time to time when I was younger. Back in the Windows 95 days of being at home on mum and dad's computer, I think it, there were probably times where he did help me. Because he, he would do all the spell check and stuff too, wouldn't he? He was kind of... You you didn't really have to go to, you know, menu, spell check or whatever it would be. It's been a long yeah. time since I've used Windows. But, you know, Clippy was there for that kind of thing. So I'm sure he... You know, I might have gone, Clippy, do, what's my word count or something? You know, typed it in. as Because these days you'd say it and Alexa would pop up and tell you what your word count is on the document on your other computer somehow, probably. Because it's yeah. spying on you or something, but... I have an Alexa, actually, but uh, yeah, I don't know why I said that. But... No, that's okay. One of the it's things like, it is so... like a modern Clippy, though, in a way. That's, exactly. I guess that's what so, I'm getting at, yeah. Looking at the Clippy Office Assistant, the Microsoft Office Assistant Clippy, um, on Wikipedia, I there was one sentence at the very bottom that it, this is a beautiful contrast. So I read, I got to the bottom and it said... Clippit is portrayed as a romantic interest in Conquered by Clippy, a comedic slash erotic story by Leonard, by Leonard uh, Delaney. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, oh, there's a citation. Let's have a look. And let me read you the headline from this citation. This man earns almost £700 a month writing hardcore porn about the Apple Watch and Tetris. Right. That's a... Wait, so he writes porn about Clippy? About technology in general, apparently. Tech porn. So, tech porn, yeah. The writer of a porn novel about the Apple Watch has claimed as bizarre erotic stories net him $1,000 a month. What? In what sense? How, what's the, how do you censor a porn story around a watch? Is someone having sex with a watch? Is it that simple or is there much more to it than that? Um, I don't know. Apparently, so let me read you some of his story names. Taken by the Tetris block. Invaded by the iWatch and conquered by Clippy. And funnily enough, his latest time features a young woman called Christy Ackerland who gets down and dirty with an Apple Watch. That's just bizarre. I mean, fair enough. You know, each to their own. People are into some interesting things, but... I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard to imagine being like turned on by uh, a watch, but there you go. Obviously, obviously, there's a market for it if he's making a yeah, thousand pounds. Apparently, a month. yeah, the books are quite short, and it's just apparently it's just stupid. He just writes it for stupid writing. Maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe it's more of a comedy thing, and people aren't actually getting off on uh, reading about Clippy doing some on. Is it Clippy doing a person? Is that what these stories or Clippy doing a, another? Is there any video? Conquered by Clippy. No, because it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> Conquered by Clippy is a new book about a blogger's sensual encounter with what seems to be an alien who looks and acts exactly like Clippy. Notice it says Clippy, not Clippit, his original name. The virtual assistant that used to annoy Microsoft users in the late 1990s by constantly attempting to help with even the most mundane tasks. Hey, shout out. Hey. In, in Yeah, this newspaper is not very well written. Actually, calling it a book might be overstating the case. For one ninety nine, you get less than 4,000 words of sexy software 
action. And it oh, it does have a quote. Sample dialogue. Yes, Clippy, assist me. Assist me hard. <laughs> I mean, like, you could just... Uh, it's, it's exactly as I imagined it, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And the book features a similar-sounding CEO called Phil Gates. <laughs> I might have to buy this. You say it's one ninety nine. $1.99, yeah. And it's just a guy who um, has deliberately stupid erotica. Um, so... And then at the bottom of this, it's not, well, it's not a reptile. It's a newspaper. I'm not going to tell you when it was. This is from an article from 2015. At the bottom of this article that talks about, you know, uh, clip it, uh, clip it erotic stuff. There is a poll at the bottom that says, which digital assistant would you like to kiss? And, the li and on this list are Clippy, Siri, Cortana, OK Google, that's what it says. OK Google, not not Google Assistant, just calling it OK Google. Just OK Google. Tron. Oh. Tron's not a virtual assistant. <laughs> Sorry, my phone just went off. My phone heard me say it. Um, yeah, Tron or Microsoft Bob. So in order to get the answers to this poll, I feel like I need to click one of them. So I suppose, Dave, what I'm asking you is, which digital assistant would you like to kiss? Um... Oh, um, Clippy. Clippy. Let's just yeah, go Clippy. It's got to be Clippy. So Clippy got 15% of the vote. All right. Siri got 33%. What does Siri look like? Siri doesn't look like anything, does it? It's on an, it's on an iPhone. Uh, yeah. Cortana, Cortana, which was very much a character in a video game that had a physical body and arguably got a bit too um, sexualized as it went on with 21%, the okay, yeah, oh, uh, was 10%, Tron was 9%, and Microsoft Bob was 12%. Who was the most popular then? Siri. Siri. The faceless one. That's not right. Well, no, they're all, that was my point. They're all faceless. No, but Ex Clippy's got eyes. That's what I mean. They're all faceless except for Clippy and Cortana. Yeah, yeah. I suppose, but can you kiss a voice? Uh, no, you could kiss someone's neck where their vocal cords are. It's about as close as you'll get. Or you could, like, whilst they're talking, you could quickly kiss their mouth. I suppose is that and, and is that is that a uh, is that more? Well, no, you say kiss their mouth. What if they don't have a mouth? If they are literally just a voice? Well, then you'd be kissing the air, wouldn't you? Yeah, but you know, when when people are talking to you, that's just air vibrations. And is this a is this a paperclip romance? Is this a... Either way, there we go. We now know, and now you know, world, the most... Um, well, according to the readers of this newspaper, the the one they'd like to kiss. I noticed that it was kiss. It wasn't anything else. It was just kiss, you know. Is that just not kiss on marry. the cheek? I suppose it's not. Not marry. <laughs> not murder. No. I suppose we're coming up to the end of it now, but one of the things I would like to quickly read you um, is one more advertisement for the gem paperclip. The original gem paperclips are unequaled for quality and finish. 30 years ago, we placed on the market the first gem clip, designed to be the best and most popular paperclip known the world over. The history of this bit of twisted wire is a romance in itself. Oh my goodness, if only they knew. And is ultimately bound up with black box history. 
The original gem clips were put up in black boxes bearing the Cushman and Denison label. That's where they were invented. That was the company that made them. Ah. This label on the black box has been for 30 years and is still today a guarantee of the finest quality and finish obtainable. Your best trade wants the black box, supply them. So yeah, to get an original black box paperclip, that's how that's how you know they were made by the original creators, Cushman and Denison. Because they came in a black sure box. They came in a black box. And they still sell the, some of the originals to this day. I don't know actually. I can't find I can't find anything to do with the the company anymore. Cushman and Denison. I'm just giving it a quick Google. It doesn't look it doesn't look like they exist anymore, I'm afraid. I think they were just one shot. Or maybe they are still a gap, but maybe they're just not on the internet. You know, if you've invented the paperclip, why would you need to go online? You've got paperclip money. That is true. Or you could just make your own I think you've seen this TED video too, it's about education. Um, and the guy says about how they ask kids at school when they're young and still have uh, creative, wild imaginations, how many different uses they can think of for a paperclip. Well, how many different uses can you think of for a paperclip, Chris? That's a, that's a very nice question. Um, funnily enough, I use my paperclips primarily when I need to... Um, uh, press, you know, like a little reset button that's normally in a tiny little thing. Yes. Um, like the sync button on the PlayStation 4 controller. I've done it yep. for that. I also use it as a way to get the SIM card out. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah. I use it as those. Um, as we said, a potentially blunt and deadly um, weapon. Yeah. Keep one on you at all um, times. Clean out your nails. Um, once again, to make a really bad staple. Yeah. Um, I'm sure fishing hook, you know, I'm sure because the thing is right, that it's basically just wire. So then you can yeah. connect a paperclip to all of the uses of wire, which expands it out intensely. You can make a little spring. Um, I don't know if you ever were one of those people that made like a paperclip that you wrapped it around the end of a pencil or a pen and it became a little stabby weapon that you'd stab your friends with. Oh, yes. I remember people doing that. Yeah. I never did it, but I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever stabbed anyone with it. I hope. I can't School imagine was rough, you would man. have done. We didn't have... It was before knives were invented, so we just needed paper clips. That was it. Yeah, or compasses, um, if you really hated them. Or compasses. Yeah, paper clips. obviously now, in today's modern society, it's very good um, to use as a way to spread out the, um, give a little less tension on your ears when wearing a mask. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen it used for that. And obviously, you know, paper chain things. I could do this all day. There's so many. There are. There are many, yeah. You see, you're still creative, Chris. Yeah, I hope so. What is it? It was um, what was the guy's name? Was it Ken, it was Ken, Ken Robinson? Robinson. It's a great video. Highly recommend to anyone yeah, listening. It is the most watched TED talk of all time. Is it? I'm not I surprised. Remember. It's it's a great I one. I remember correctly. But yeah, so obviously there are so many uses for paperclip. But the thing I think that is beautiful to just remember as to round it all off is that it is something that has been hasn't really changed as an overall design in over a hundred and something years. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. There's many different ways. And much like all of these things, when we think about in the mundane, sometimes it's the simple concept of holding something together, but temporarily, temporarily, 
why do you need to do something different if it's already perfect? It's a beautiful thing, really, the paperclip. Yeah. And quite profound, it would seem. It is. And my favourite thing about paperclip is, yeah, it's non-committal. It's, it's just there. That it's a temporary measure to hold two pieces of paper together or to hold something together or become a deadly and violent weapon. But it's always temporary, man. The paperclip acknowledges that sometimes you don't need to staple paper together. You don't need to hold it all together and make it permanent until they both die. Sometimes you could just, you know, clip clip something on and then take it off. A fleeting romance. A fleeting romance that may never need to be connected again, but for the time that it was held together, it was held together well. And hey, they're reusable too. So if you want to come back to that fleeting romance and make it more long-term, you could paperclip those papers together again and hell, maybe even add a staple. Maybe add a staple. A staple of marriage. The staple of marriage. <laughs> and on that beautiful note, I think it's time um, we say goodbye. So um, thank you. This has been a conversation about paper clips. I hope you've had a good time. I certainly have. I certainly have. And uh, it all sounds like a kid. We all sound like a kid show when we do this. Dave. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> it's good. It's goodbye from me. Waving at the screen. Yeah, waving at the screen. No, I am actually but... waving. Oh, yeah, me too. I don't know if you can tell. I'm waving. I'm not waving. I'm oh. waving. I'm not waving. I can't tell. No, exactly. But just know, audience, that we love you and we're here for you. And I hope you've had a good time. And um, I hope that our time together is going to be less of a paperclip and more of a staple. I could certainly concur to that. So thank you, audience. And I love you. And goodbye. And goodbye, Dave. I love you. Goodbye, Chris. I love you too. I love the audience too. I love everybody. How lovely. <laughs> I will see you soon. Mr. Monday Podcast. <laughs>